0: You're listening to That YA Podcast. Fall For You, Episode 7. I don't know why I ever agreed to go to that party. I knew it was a bad idea when Desi brought it up, but I decided to go regardless. Maybe it was because I felt like I owed her something after all the fights we'd been having recently. Maybe it's because my anxiety wasn't as bad when she asked. Maybe it's because I hadn't been to a party since year nine. But it was stupid. I knew as soon as I'd said yes that I was going to regret it later. And I did. I was going to text Desi that I wasn't feeling well last night, but I just couldn't hit send. I couldn't let her down. Again. After all I'd said to her about having a life outside of her graffiti and making a career for herself, she threw that all back at me. She said that she'd hardly even know who I'd be without my schoolwork and working towards getting into journalism. And I couldn't be mad because it's true. All of it. I never go out, except with her, and most of my nights are filled with schoolwork and studying. I knew it wasn't fair that I should tell Desi that there are more important things than her graffiti, when all I cared about was getting a sloppily drawn A on everything I handed in to my teachers. I had to go to the party, but now I wish I hadn't. All the way down to the train station, I pulled at my skirt and clicked my clutch open and closed. I felt overdressed in a denim skirt and silver top, compared to Desi's jeans and a tee. At least these jeans weren't splattered with paint, like the other pairs she wore were. Relax, she said. Linking her arm with mine, it's just a party. Just a party. Yeah, it was the first party i have been to in years, with people I hardly knew in a house I'd never been to. For the whole train ride to Balaclava, I was jittery. I jumped with every sudden noise and shrunk back into the uncomfortable seat when someone in a hoodie got onto the carriage. I didn't like taking trains at night. Granted, it was only 9.30, but still. I didn't want to think about how late we'd be leaving the party, and how we were gonna get home when we did. It wasn't that I was afraid of the dark, I was more afraid of people. I don't trust anyone I don't know. People always want something from you and if they don't get it, things can end badly. When we finally got to the house where Jessie said the party was, my heart leapt into my throat. I could hear the thumping of the music from inside and all the lights were dimmed. Through the windows, I could make out silhouettes of people, some dancing and others standing to the side. I shot Desi a nervous look, but all she did was take my hand in hers and guide us towards the front door. It wasn't locked or anything, so we walked right in. Everything was so loud, the music, the talking, which was more like yelling, the cheers from inside. I didn't know where to look. My eyes darted all around the room, trying to take in all the details and plan my route of escape if it came to that. I didn't want to be there from the moment we walked through the door. Desi pried her fingers from mine, and only then did I realise I'd been practically crushing them. She smiled as some guy approached her, thanking him for inviting us over the music. He gave us a thumbs up and gestured towards a table in the kitchen. There were plastic cups on the top, and below that, two Eskies. Desi started to walk to the table, and after glancing around for a second, I quickly followed. There were a few people I recognised from school, but none of them that I'd ever go over and talk to. They were all in groups or dancing or laughing at some joke that their friends had said. And then Desi knelt down beside the usky and stuck her hand in, fishing around in the ice, which was mostly sludge, for a drink. She pulled out a can of something I hadn't seen before, but it wasn't soda. What are you doing? I asked her. This wasn't how the night was meant to go. She wasn't meant to start drinking, leaving me to be the sober one in charge of getting us home safely. I needed her. She looked at me strangely and said, I'm getting something to drink. Do you want anything? I shook my head. You're not going to get drunk, are you? She told me she wouldn't, and then she clicked open the can and took a gulp. It looked cheap and nasty. I eyed her warily, but didn't say any more. I should have, I should have stopped her. I should have told her that I didn't feel comfortable with her drinking, but it was a party. What did I expect, right? I looked around the room and everyone else had a drink in their hands too. I could do this, I thought. For Desi, I could have fun. Desi introduced me to the people she'd been hanging out with occasionally at school, and I nodded like I knew them. I think one of them might have been in my English class, but it was so hard to tell with everyone out of uniform and their hair down. I could hardly recognise Desi. Her laughter came easily, and by the time she picked up a second can, she was moving in time to the music. Come on, she yelled to me, holding out a hand and backing onto the dance floor. I reluctantly followed her, trying to imagine that there was no one else actually here and that it was just the two of us, like when she took me to the new exhibition at the art gallery. I didn't know the song we were dancing to, but all the people around us seemed to. It was like everyone else was in on this secret language and I was left without a clue about what was going on. Even Des sang the words between sipping her drink. I didn't even know what it was. Vodka? Wine in a can? I must have been eyeing it because she held it out for me with a raised eyebrow. I shook my head again and she shrugged, then chugged it down and threw the empty can somewhere behind her. She took my hands and pulled them back and forth in the worst possible form of dancing. I felt like everyone was watching us, judging us, but they probably weren't. Who knows? All I could think about was that I was in a house with a ton of people I barely knew, most of whom were probably already drunk, with Desi, who I'm not sure would be able to stand upright by the end of the night. She twirled me around and I tried to laugh, but it got stuck in my throat. I felt like all the air in the living room was too hot to breathe. I had to get out of there, go outside, go somewhere. I let go of Desi's hand and tried to push my way out of the makeshift dance floor. There were too many bodies, too close together. I stumbled, trying to avoid their jerky dance moves and the way they flung their arms up in the air. If Desi called out after me, I didn't hear her eye for the music. I could feel the bass inside me like a second heartbeat, rattling my ribs. It felt like my insides were molten, boiling me from the inside out. My throat tightened, and then I wasn't ducking around people to get out. I was pushing people out of the way before I collapsed right then and there. I could tell my breathing was getting faster. I knew I had to get out. I couldn't have a panic attack here. Not when everyone else would see me and point and whisper with Desi right there. I made it out of the living room and stumbled towards one of the doors in the hall, not caring at this point where it led. The light still danced in front of my eyes like the dots you see from staring at the sun for too long. I reached out for the knob, twisted it, and fell into the room. Pushing the door closed, I fumbled for the light before sliding down onto the cold tiles. I brought a hand to my chest. My heartbeat was too fast. I gasped for breath, the tightening in my throat making it feel like my lungs weren't big enough to take in air. But then I wasn't just leaning against the door, but instead I was laying on the tiles, one warm cheek pressed against them. I knew I was having a panic attack. I knew it from the way I felt like I was having a heart attack, like I couldn't breathe, like I'd have to go to hospital, like I could die right here and no one would even notice. I don't know how long I was lying on the bathroom floor. Minutes? Half an hour? I was shaky when I finally stood up, gripping onto the vanity and looking at myself in the mirror. My skin looked pale and I felt like I could crumple at any second. A few stray hairs stuck to my face with beads of sweat, or maybe it was from my tears. My eyes were red and puffy. Pulling my phone out of my pocket, I realized I'd only been here half an hour maybe. I tried to make myself look semi-presentable before leaving the bathroom by splashing a bit of water on my face. It didn't do anything to my appearance besides making me damp. I sighed, mustering whatever energy I'd left to go back out into the party. I didn't know where Desi was, but I was going to find her and get us out of here. I didn't want to be here anymore, I couldn't. I was still feeling a bit jittery, feeling like anything could set me off again. I spotted Desi on the dance floor, waving her arms in the air and laughing with the group of people I didn't know. She looked like she could fall over at any minute. Pushing past people again, ears aching from the music, I got to her and placed a hand on her arm. She turned around and looked at me with a stupid grin on her face. There you are, she yelled over the music. She didn't even realise I was gone. I was laying on the bathroom floor for 15 minutes and she barely even noticed. She didn't focus on me long enough to see the puffiness of my eyes or the way my hand shook slightly. she had stopped dancing, but she was still swaying on her feet. Come dance with me, she said, grabbing my arm and pulling me close to her. I didn't know if it was just the way she had yelled over the music, but her voice sounded slight. I felt her stumble, and I tugged my arm away. Let's go, I said. What? she said, blinking, as if not hearing what I said properly. Let's go, I repeated, louder this time. She shook her head. Go? But we only just got here. She tried to take a step towards me, but it was a definite stumble, and I had to reach out and grab her to save her from face faceplanting right then and there. All she did was look at me, her smile sloppy. I want to go, I said firmly, now pulling her out of the living room. I told her she was drunk when we were far enough away from the music that we could hear each other without yelling. She snorted. I had like two, three tops. Maybe so, but with no food either. I didn't want to see her passing out somewhere here, in this strange house with people I didn't trust. I couldn't look after her when I could barely be in the same room with everyone else for 20 minutes without having a panic attack. We had to go. Fine, I snapped. You stay here and pass out on some stranger's couch. I'm leaving. Desi looked hurt, and a part of me felt self-satisfied that I'd finally managed to wipe that dopey grin off her face. She told me I couldn't leave her, that I'd promised to take a night off. That I'd regret going. I neglected to tell her that anxiety didn't just take a night off. Nor that I would have a much better time at home, curled up on the couch with a pizza and an episode of Scam. Maybe finishing off my English assignment, then an audiobook, and then to bed. Instead, I was here, feeling gross from the culmination of lying on a stranger's bathroom floor for 15 minutes, crying and sweating while I was at it. And then trying to convince my girlfriend that we should leave when she clearly didn't want to. I was too tired to argue with her. I just walked out. I didn't even realise she'd followed me until I'd made it onto the street. It was only then that I realised I'd forgot to take my jacket, but Desi had brought it. She slung it over my shoulders and I felt a bit of the anger that was boiling inside me dissipate. Thanks, I mumbled. She nuzzled my neck and told me she was sorry. I was still angry, I still wanted to be angry, but I just couldn't help the way I felt a little bit bad about the way I spoke to her. She was drunk, she didn't deserve it. Come on, I said, and that time she relented. We walked back to the train station slowly. I held her up with my arm around her waist, and we stayed moulded together the entire trip back into the city. Her head resting on my shoulder. The city lights flashing by. The metallic hum of the train. For the first time in the night, I finally felt at ease. All the anxiety that had been pent up inside me from the party was slowly releasing itself, and I sunk into Desi's slow, even breaths. She was almost asleep by the time we got back to Flinders. I couldn't let her go home like that. She'd get mugged on the way home, or at the very least fall asleep and miss her station and be stranded somewhere until dawn. I hauled her out of the station and kept my arm around her as we walked over the bridge to South Bank. I didn't even tell her we were going back to mine. She didn't protest. She just shuffled unsteadily, leaning against me as we finally made it back to my apartment. All the lights were off in our place, so I closed the door quietly behind us and ushered Desi into my room. My bed was unmade and there was still a mess of clothes around my room. I helped Desi onto the bed and she pulled the covers around her reflectively. I took off her shoes and then mine before slipping on some tracksuit pants and curling in beside her. The last thing I remember was feeling her breaths against my neck as we lay close together on the single bed. I awoke with the sunlight streaming through my windows, the shutters open. I glanced at Desi, who was still asleep in the same position as last night, and then at the clock on my bedside table. It wasn't even eight yet. I lay awake until Desi finally stirred, yawning, and then pulled both arms into the air to stretch, almost whacking me in the face while she was at it. There was a sharp intake of breath as she realised she wasn't at home. Morning, I said. Did we? She started to say, but I cut her off. You were pretty out of it last night, I told her, so I let you crash here. She groaned, pulling a hand to her forehead. I can't believe I drank that much, she said. When we finally sat up on my bed, I could see that there were dark smudges under her eyes. Probably a combination of smudged eyeliner and not getting much sleep last night. She tried to smile at me, but her face crumpled. I'm sorry, she whispered. I told her that it was okay, that it wasn't her fault. She just had a few too many drinks and it was loud in there and we lost track of one another. She shook her head. No. I'm turning into everything I hate. I'm turning into her. I didn't have to ask to know who she was talking about. Her mother. You're not, I said. I am though, she replied. This is how it starts, isn't it? You're not going to turn out like her, I told her, taking her hands in mine. They were still warm from being under the blankets. I should have been there for you. I should have realised you weren't okay at the party. I shouldn't have... Instead of answering her, I pressed my lips to hers. She didn't move for a second, but then she kissed me back hard, tangling her fingers in my long hair. I pressed myself against her, my hands on her hips. In that moment, I didn't care about last night or that she might get back into graffiti or that she was failing some of her classes. I didn't care about the past or the future, but instead, just what we had right now. But that's the problem with living in the moment. When you're out of it, you're too aware of everything that's wrong. Desi left around an hour ago after we made some apple and toast in the small kitchen of my apartment. I had a shower, hoping it would clear some of the thoughts I was having, but now they're louder than ever. This thing I have with Desi, I'm not sure how much longer it can last. The fights, the making up, all of it. This isn't what love is supposed to be, right? I love her. God, I love her so much. But what we have between us, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm just tired. I'm thinking about drinking some tea and getting back into bed right now, to be honest. But the thing is, Desi and I fell for each other hard and fast. Maybe that's why it's called falling in love, but I'm still falling. Our little fights, stressing about school, my anxiety about uni. I feel like I'm falling someplace I won't be able to get out of. Megan Chen, signing off.